How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365 presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're not following along with us on social media, check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. That is the best place to keep in contact with me and ask me any questions. Vote on the drafts. Give us any ideas for overrated, underrated, all of that good stuff. You can check it out on our social media. BTBN, you can jump on the closed group, BTBN Podcast, and uh, communicate with us in there. However you're listening to this thing, uh, you know, whether it be Podbean, um, iTunes, any podcasting app, whatever it is, leave us some reviews, feedback. That's how the product gets better. That's how we talk about things that you guys want to talk about. Leave us a review and uh, hit that subscribe button or follow whatever the new vernacular is for all the uh, fancy kids. But, uh, yeah, it just really helps us grow. Share it with your friends. Tell your buddies. Um, trash talk it with your uh, your buddies if you don't like it. Heck, more listeners is more listeners. But I really appreciate it. If you want to get yourself a paperweight of a duck call, hit up Unstable Calls Instagram and Facebook and get yourself a real nice-looking call that may kill a few ducks as well. Yeah, another week down another uh, week of BS preseason football. We are one week away from real stuff. One week away from September. Dove hunting is getting ready to start. Teal hunting is getting ready to start. A month away from waterfowl season or uh, migrat- early honker season. My favorite season. It really sounds like my favorite right now. I cannot remember the correct way to pronounce it. But yeah, early honker season. My favorite. We're only one week away. It's starting to feel like fall. Pumpkin spice has filled the house. We're going basic white girl in this place. And uh, we're going to do another BS sesh with Justin Strain. Talk a little preseason football, a little overrated, underrated, and jump into another draft. So without any further ado. Justin, what's going on, brother? Not shit, man. Just coming over to visit you and bullshit and have a good fucking time. Yeah, man. This is uh, the first one we've done in person Believe it or not, is it the first one we've done in person? We've the done the first one. one. We we've talked about it. We talked about doing it at my house here, but we're both off. Well, you're on COVID lockdown. I'm a fucking free man, no kid. All my kids in school. I'll fuck around and do whatever I want. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, I got exposed, so I had to uh, stay at home for the seven days and just hang out. Which it's been too goddamn hot to turn calls. It, I mean, I've still done it. And I was like, man, it's too hot to be in the shop to turn calls. So why not fuck around with this carving thing? And uh, the first time that I have been carving since 2017, because uh, they look like hammer crap the last time I did it. And uh, I've had this dragon scale thing that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I was screwing around with it on one of my spare inserts. And Jessica was like, no, I don't like it. It sucks. Looks stupid. What do dragons have to do with duck calls? And I was like, damn. Fucking Game of Thrones. That's what it has with all of it. <laughs> well, I was like, damn. Maybe she's right. Maybe I shouldn't do uh, a dragon scale. So I just left it up there. Kind of second-guessed myself. And then I went out and uh, did a really nice inlaid Honduran rosewood, African blackwood. And I was like, if I'm going to do this thing... I'm going to make it at least, like, nice. You're going to do it right. Yeah, I'm going to do it to where I don't screw up and just scrap it instead of doing it on a spare piece. And it came out really nice. And, dude, now my freaking order books are just backed up like crazy doing it. But, um, 
Yeah, man, it's nice. I feel like we should have drinks right now. We don't, but it's all good. I don't keep a lot of stuff in the house because, like I said, I'd be a drunk at this point being home all week. But uh, been at home, and the kids have been driving crazy. So we'll jump in first and foremost and go with our week recap. Um, we did our last one on a Thursday. Yep. It was right before preseason. I thought we were going to get off and watch the uh, the preseason. I was all hyped about the Broncos game. You're like, I don't give a fuck about the Broncos. Broncos. Nobody else does. And I was hyped about it. I was laying in bed because I still had worked that morning. Or no, I hadn't worked that morning. What the hell am I talking about? But uh, anyway, I was just hanging out. Get on the app to watch it. And the Broncos game is actually on Saturday. I don't know if they changed it on me, if I'm getting old, senile in my old age. It could be both. But it was on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot of anything. What was your uh, your weekly recap? I think I've already said that once and then tailed off in nowhere. Well, work bullshit. AC going out of my shop. So it's a fucking sweat factory. I feel like a kid in China. So in Nikes. Don't like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you are building stuff out of Chinese parts. No, no, we've upgraded. We're getting them from Brazil now. I thought you were getting them from Japan. No, not not Japan. No, no, uh, no IHIs. No. Whatever the fuck. I, IHIs. They have gone. Really? Yeah. I you remember you remember those little Japanese guys? Yeah, I was the specialist. I had to deal with all of them. So when you left and I went to days, they would be there, and secretly I would go, Kazira. God. And Are you gonna get us canceled for uh, some <laughs> some crazy Japanese takes? We're not getting canceled. But uh, yeah, no, I love me some Godzilla, and yeah, those guys would come in, and we had to hook it up to the the flow bench, the own special little thing, and uh, they would watch me put air through the turbo, and uh, they'd talk to the translator and tell me, and he would come over with a little like two ounce hammer and be like, "You need to tap here." So I'd tap it with a hammer, and then he'd be like, oh, thumbs up, thumbs up, it's good to go. Like, what the, is, so you guys fixed, all right, after some technical difficulties, anyway, I was saying, this is how you guys fix things in Japan. You just take out a hammer and hit the shit until it works, and that's now in spec. So, yeah, those are good old days. So the AC went out in the shop, dude, that's got to be fucking miserable. Yeah, so our warehouse isn't, you know, AC, so they're fine, but all of us ninnies that have worked in the AC inside of a, our factory are all, you know, sweating our asses off working. And then the floor starts sweating and there's 30 years, you know, of grease that is soaked into this concrete floor. And literally at some spots you could literally ice skate down the freaking hallway. Well, yeah. And then you have the turbo balancers in the room. So you have these two large pieces of machinery running inside of a closed space the size of a freaking garage. Just heating the whole damn thing up like an oven. Yeah, freaking... That floor isn't nearly as bad, but we're still sliding around in there. And I think they're going to get it fixed over the sh- plant's closed today. So hopefully on Monday when we get back, it'll be fixed. But it's some bullshit that they're making us work in unsafe, slippery floor conditions. Well, that's when you do a slip and fall and you uh, you get a retirement check for forever. Or a little bit every of day uh, time I, off. Every day as those fork trucks were by, I'm, I think about jumping into one and... Calling workers comp. Dude, that's what I say every mo- or every Friday or Thursday because we have guys that use fork trucks unloading in our warehouse when I'm getting back. 
and they'll drive by me close. I'm like, please don't take me out on a Friday. If you're going to fucking hit me do with me this on thing, Monday. do it on a Monday. Do it on a Monday. I don't want to be here. Do it on a Monday. My Friday, don't screw up my weekend for me. But, uh, yeah, always good times. Um, did you do anything on the weekend? Um, not this weekend, but the prior weekend, I think. I don't know if I said we went to the lake. Yeah, you guys were at the lake. Did some storm. We got a little... Well, last week I did. I had a good time with my neighbor getting fucked up in my front yard on some bourbon. <laughs> what day was that? Because I was messaging you, seeing what the hell was going on. You were asking me if oh. I was watching football. I was like, now I'm getting fucked up in the front yard. Yeah, too drunk in the front yard to do anything. And uh, that's when I was laughing because I purposely not bought a 12-pack, 6-pack. I've been buying tall boys like I'm freaking from the hood. And uh, so that way I can purposely not just get hammered since I've been stuck at home. Or else I'd just you, end up horrible. So you, you brought up the hood. I've been seeing it all over, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. The hood challenge. Guys... Comment on this shit, and if you want to see me and Chris do the hood challenge, walking up milk crates. I am not doing the damn milk crate challenge. I am fucking gimp as it is, ninety five percent of the time. Um, yeah, no, I've already missed two and a half weeks of freaking work. So what's two more? I, I, I think what's my boss more? would kill me. Um, yeah, that shit is driving me nuts. That uh, you know, I get lost in TikTok for hours watching stupid milk crate challenges. A guy doing the uh, the hood Olympics. That uh, got a bunch of people to come out and do the milk crate challenge. That shit cracks me up. It's kind of, you know, reminds me of the ice bucket challenge, the planking, all these crazy trends that used to be on Vine and now are on TikTok. The trust falls. Trust, Jesus, H, dude. I would drop you in a heartbeat. I'm not doing a trust fall with nobody. I don't trust myself. If I fall out, I don't need CPR. Let me go because I know the people that I work with and I don't want no CPR from them. Just let me go. So that was your week, huh? Get, the highlight of the week was getting tore up in the front yard on Thursday. Well, yeah, that and having to, my wife text us, like, oh, thank God she saved me because the bottle would have been gone. Jesus. Yeah, man, um, like I said, I've been home. We tried to do this recording on InstaLive, and the phone decided that it was just going to stop recording the podcast, so we had to flip it out. And uh, I don't know, we'll, f- we'll figure out a situation to where we can do it on InstaLive at some point. But um, I can't remember if we said it before. I made the kids get out of the house. It's been so hot. I can't make them stay out for very long. But we went out on Monday or Tuesday and hike at the Nature Center for a couple of miles. Um, Man, that has really been like our one time getting out because we're trying to... Stay away. Stay away from everybody, you know, whatever your stance is on the whole thing. I, you know, however you want to feel about it. My kids are fine. They feel great. We're just all staying home, hanging out. But uh, stay away from everybody. So we can't really go anywhere. We went to the lake and uh, did some swimming. Nobody's going to catch anything from that stuff. Everything was safe, but... Besides E. coli from some people. Right, right, at Table Rock. <laughs> All right, hell, that's half my kids one time. We were swimming uh, two years ago, and Ryan, we were like, Ryan, what are you doing? He was in his life jacket, and he kind of floated away from the rest of us. And he's like, I'm pooping. Like, <laughs> dude, you're not supposed to poop in the lake. Fucking logs go floating by in the lake. Dude just hauled off and shit in the lake. And then I'm dying laughing. I think it's funny just because mad about it. And uh, Avery does it the next time. I was like, what in the hell are we doing? You're not supposed to shit in the lake, dude. Uh, the, the same thing Camden. It was, it was not in the lake. It was in the ocean. So we family vacation Florida. 
Grandpa rent, rented a, a boat, and he's driving in. He's like, oh, Dad, I got shit. You know, he didn't say shit. I got poop. So we, we're on our way to Crab Island, and uh, he pulls over on his little beachhead, and I take him. So I'm holding him so he doesn't get taken by the waves. He's pulling his pants down, and, man, he threw out the biggest shit missile I've ever seen. God. It was like two feet long. I was like, dude, you've been holding this for a month. He's like, I haven't pooped in like two days, Dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> two days I would probably die. I'd die. Yeah. We were, uh, when we were in Florida, Jessica and I were in the water, and there was a, uh, it was a Deer Dex fantasy, fa- it was Robin Big, it was back mm. in the day, where he was doing a dive with the shark, and they were talking about having bubble guts or something like that, and he's like, that shark sugar, he's like, that attacks <laughs> all the, that attracts all the sharks, if you have fart or you shit yourself, they'll attack you. So we're swimming, and Jessica is not like a big ocean person in the first place, but we're out in the water, and we're talking about sharks. She keeps yelling shark at the top of her lungs. And I was like, you cannot fucking do that. That is like yelling bomb in a movie theater on an airplane. You can't do it. And I was like, you don't have any gas, do you? And she's like, no, I don't do that. And I was like, well, if you do, you don't fart out here. And she's like, what? Why? I was like, it's shark sugar. It attracts all the sharks. She'll attack... The look on her face was instant panic. I was like, you've been farting out here, haven't you? She's like, I don't fart. And I was Maybe like, just a little. Well, then you have nothing to worry about. She's like, it's not really shark sugar, is it? I was like, why are you so nervous? But anyway, yeah, it, it was pretty funny. That's good old shark sugar. But uh, yeah, man, that is the, uh, the week recap. Nothing crazy exciting. I'm ready to get back to uh, normal life, you know, dicking with some calls. Um... Yeah, man, sports. Sports. Uh, what the hell has been happening in the sports world? We got preseason football. We got our rookie quarterbacks. Dude, I have to say that uh, I've not been overly impressed. We were talking about it before we started recording. Trevor Lawrence, dude. No. Didn't look good. His line had him on the run. His pocket presence was amazing. The dude can avoid pocket presence. His legs, good. Yeah, your legs can bail him out of a lot of trouble, but... As being a starter, I think the best thing Urban Meyer could do is sit him and let him learn from Gardner Minshew. I think that helps a lot of young quarterbacks. <clears throat> and with a bad offensive line, you really want to throw him to the Sharks when they're actually, you know, putting great blitz packages together. I don't then get him shell shocked and ruin him from you know day one. Well, and I only have one name to mention. I was talking to Brady about this the other day. Is just show picture and put it, make a poster, print it out, put it in freaking Urban Meyer's office of Andrew Luck. Yeah. Do you want Andrew Luck? Do you want a guy who's out of the league in that, eight years because he <clears throat> cannot physically do it anymore? Yeah, I mean Andrew Luck. Luck. If they would have had the line that they have now, yeah. they could they could have probably made a Super Bowl run. Dude, Andrew Luck is one of the biggest. It you know, Day, uh, David Card, Derek's brother, was the poster boy for that a long time ago. A guy who just could. Who knows if David Carr was ever going to be any good? Yeah, because he couldn't stay upright. And um, dude, that was Russell Wilson's thing. He got sacked more than he's anybody. St- he's over still there. getting sacked. Yeah, a shit ton. He, he's just he's always running too. Yeah, and it's like he had enough time to develop a little bit to where he could figure it out. But man, those guys getting drilled in their first couple of years. I mean, everybody's body reacts different. You know, you take a guy who been Big Ben has just taken hits and hits and hits and hits his whole career. He's been good at avoiding the biggest hits. 
but he's just a big-bodied guy, and he's happy to stay healthy. But then you look at a guy like Cam Newton, another gigantic freak specimen of a human being, super athletic, does everything amazing. He's never been the same after the shoulder. Yeah, he started getting beat up ever since the Broncos Super Bowl. Yeah. They, they broke him. Yeah. And then they opened that next season against him after Peyton Manning retired. Dude, they were... They put a bounty out on Cam Newton. They were hitting him late. Von Miller was killing him. And he's never been the same since. A big guy taking hits. You can be magic for a little while, but your body's going to eventually break down. There's outliers out there like Big Ben who can survive. But then the vast I mean, majority he's of had guys... A, you know, he has, he's had his fair share of you know tweaked ankles, but he's he's a warrior. He freaking toughs it out. But. Well, wrecking motorcycles and taking girls in the bathroom, that's hey. not really... On hey, the football field. Well, taking a, you know, wrecking a motorcycle and taking a car to the fucking face and getting a brand <laughs> new... Fu- he, he went into the face-off machine. It fixed... It probably did wonders for his face. He probably picks up more ladies now since uh, since getting hit. But, um, yeah, man, it's just something that if they don't get Trevor Lawrence some type of blocking, put him in the shotgun more. I don't know. Something... Run two tight sets, something uh, a little bit two tight ends. Have yeah. a tight end stand and block. Yeah, run a heavy set. Um, they really fucked up. We said it on draft night. They should have not have taken offensive ETN. Uh, offensive lineman ATN. They had they had Robinson, and we both discussed who what five yards a carry and seven yards a catch. Undrafted. Undrafted. He cost well, nothing. He cost nothing. It, it. They have a rich. A, you know, a wealth of riches in the backfield. I don't know wealth of riches is a real world, but real phrase. But, uh, the, you know, it's just ridiculous. They, I don't know. We could harp on that all day long. They need to get him some uh, some protection. It's the same as Joe Burrow, man. What yeah. is Joe Burrow's career going to be with no protection? And they uh, took Chase, who's dropping freaking balls in preseason. He dropped like four balls in one game. He dropped four balls. They could have had one of the top offensive line yep. anywhere on that offensive line to protect who got hurt last year due to what was a front side hit or was it, it a was blind? a blind side. It, it was, was off blind. his left side. So you could have got a tackle and protect the franchise who looked amazing. They lost games, but he did not lose them games as a rookie. Well, and see, even the Lions are being Lions by taking the all-time left tackle that they should have put with him and moving him to right tackle, and he's looked terrible at right tackle. Pene Sewell yeah. is a all-the-talent-in-the-world generational left tackle prospect, and you move him to right tackle. When he played guard the year before, it was an All-American at freaking guard. Why would you move a guy who came in as a freaking left tackle is an all-american he's an all-american freaking guard and then move him to right tackle it doesn't make any sense that's trying to fit a square peg in a round hole that's not doing what bill belichick does bill belichick builds his offense around his team you have to build your you know the you have to build the offense around your talent not try to force guys to, to fit your system well you can't take a guy that's played guard and and left tackle even though right tackle is right. the same fucking position, it's a different side, different foot footsteps, different movements. Well, and it's just like, look at all the young quarterbacks mm-hmm. nowadays. How they tried to take running quarterbacks out of the game for so long and make them into pocket passers. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're just going to let Lamar Jackson do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And now Kyler Murray, whatever the fuck he wants. And he's even, amazing. Even like Patrick Mahomes, all the critics said, 
bad arm angle, bad arm angle. Horrible footwork. Horrible footwork. Never plants his feet. Never, you know, squares up his shoulders. Let these guys, they got to the NFL doing what they're going to do. Let's let them keep on keeping on. Well, it's the joke that was always made of uh, when Tim Tebow was in the Broncos. They're like, oh, he should play H-back. He should play H-back. He should play tight end. I said, do you know how many All-American freaking tight ends and H-backs don't make it into the NFL and they've been playing that position their whole life? And you want a guy who's never once played it to move to it. And guess what? He tries it this year. And gets cut. Did you see him block? Yeah. <laughs> he laid down. He turned his back, fell over on a block. It yeah. was the worst block I've ever seen in an NFL game. And it was cut like five minutes later. Yeah. By his best friend well, and from head what coach. I, from what I heard, he's going to become a professional bodybuilder. We talked about this. I know. He's it's going to He's going to try out for the NBA. Lakers already signed him. Probably Brooklyn. Brooklyn needs him. No, he needs it. Dallas. Dallas, a good Southern Baptist base. Yeah, um, but yeah. Well, if we're going good Southern Baptist, let's let's go with the Hawks in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, that's true. They already got a good tight end. That's the problem. Yeah, they got. So you have Lawrence looks bad. Penny Sewell didn't look great. Um, Trey Lance, dude, what a polar opposite. You don't know what the hell you're gonna get. He looks like a guy. He's hot and cold. He needs to sit for a couple years behind Jimmy G. He gets sacked four times, but he also runs for two gigantic freaking runs. That's I the one thing. I believe he got a two touchdowns, and then he threw like a 60-yard bomb. The first week, he was like three of nine or something like that, but he had a TD in like 100-something yards. Yeah. Like uh, three of nine with 100. Like, that is an all-or-nothing player as you get. I think, you know, being out a year and... Playing at a tiny, tiny freaking school. competition. So I think... You know, sitting and watching, like, for a lot of guys, you don't want to do that because you drafted them so high. You want them to play as a fan. But you're you're not going to get good product. Well, and it's kind of like, do you want Aaron Rodgers? Or do you want a guy who's a pro bowler for his first four years, but then he's out of the league because they figure him out? Yeah, well, that was the best thing I I could imagine for... For Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Packers. And, you know, he's a gigantic he, crybaby. But... Yeah, we, yeah, crybaby pussy. But... Then you got Justin Fields, who... Who mocks, says the NFL game is slow, and then does not feel the edge coming right at his face. Well, then I saw a TikTok where they put together, they're like, everybody's been going crazy over these Justin Fields highlights and how great he's looked. And they're like, nobody's showing you the lowlights. <laughs> Dude, he makes some really, really bad, bad decisions, decisions, bad throws, way off target. He looks like another rookie quarterback. You can see the flashes. You see it, yeah. Some of the throws are, whoo. Some of his reads are really good, but, dude, he he has made some really terrible decisions. Throwing into triple coverage. Zach throwing, Wilson is. Zach Wilson looks like the best quarterback right now, right but now. he plays with the Jets. Well, and then, you know, subsequently it's going to be highlight reel, highlight reel, and then. Garbage. Rest yeah. of you. Oh, and they're not letting him get a lot of a lot of reps. I think he only threw he, like nine times. He or threw something. eleven. He was uh, nine of eleven, one twenty eight. But he threw some really nice balls. Yeah. Who my... Who were they playing? They were playing Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay's not playing any starters. No, Green Bay's not playing any starters. No. Yeah, it's um. I don't yeah. know, man. Zach Wilson's looked the best. Uh, actually, Mac Jones. Mac Jones has looked really freaking solid. He's not <clears throat> popping off the page, but. 
he's consistent. I tell you what's popping off the damn page of New England. That fucking offensive line and run game. Yeah. Dude, they anybody straight, they threw back there was running. They their first What was their average of carry? Oh, God, let's look. Uh, I know the I watched that entire game and all every unit the offensive line freaking mauled. Yeah, Mac Jones has looked super crisp, and that's the the best thing you can get for a young quarterback is a somebody who moves the ball. They played somebody who Philly. can run. They played Philly. Philly is not great, but uh, I they, thought the Jets. Played. No, that's no, they this played week. Philly. What was their average? Carry? Oh. I'm trying to pull Box it. score. Yours is moving at snail speed over here. They were averaging 4.7 a carry, but that's what Mac Jones getting one yard. Brian Hoyer running the ball three times for a negative one yard. Friggin' J.J. Taylor ran the ball. 7-8 a clip, and then Stevens 4-4, four, four, and then Sony Michelle 4-9. But Sony Michelle got he, moved. Yeah, he's at the Rams now. Yeah. We were hurting that running back. Cam Newton, 8 of 9. 103-1. I mean, Cam Newton had damn near a perfect game. Brian Hoyer, 2 of 3 for 30. And Hoyer retired. Did he retire? I think so. Nah, he needs to. He's a, he's a quarterback coach of the future, not a player. But, yeah. dude, talk about a guy who's made a career of just being there. A backup. Yeah, uh, Chase uh, Daniel, man. Chase Daniel was making $10 million a year backing up Justin Herbert. And, yeah. hey, I, if I had that kind of talent... Just to be on a practice squad and like, hey, you're gonna make, you know, two million dollars a year. Sign me up. All you gotta do is run a, you know, a scout team O every once in a while, or just help the starter. Sign me up. That's right. And then we gotta get to Broncos making a decision. Teddy, two glove Teddy, two glove Teddy dog water. He <laughs> played damn near perfect preseason. Three incompletions. During all of preseason. Had like 134 combined rating. Three touchdowns. No interceptions. Had a rushing touchdown. They got called back. And every pass was to a running back, correct? No. <laughs> he had some good throws. Um, they're averaging six points a drive with him on the field. Six Dang. points a drive. That's not field goals. I just don't like it because uh, in the regular season, it's going to get exposed. He's not the guy who's going to win in the two-minute drill. It's just... That's not his M.O. That's not who he's going to be. Preseason, it's just like what we talked about at the beginning. What do you take from preseason? Can you actually get a whole lot from it? Is it... Uh, some, some guys, yes. It, like, some guys, because you see they're on the practice squad, and they're like, yeah. you see the flashes, it's like, it's, this guy could make the... Make TD the, blew up a freaking yeah. kickoff. That's what got him onto the team as a practice squad guy. And we're talking Terrell Davis, Hall of Fame. Um, on the kickoff squad, he just wanted to go out and kill somebody. And uh, he ended up getting some reps at running back. But it's like, you know, what do you really take? You can Everybody looks great in preseason. And then you get guys that look horrible in preseason, you know, and they go to the Pro Bowl. But Defenses are always ahead of offenses during the preseason. Mm-hmm. But both both defense and offense are running vanilla. Vanilla, vanilla schemes, gonna, man. They're not going to show you much. Maybe one play here or there. But most of it's just base base offense, base defense kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's you know, is there any more vanilla quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater? Like in the NFL right now. And it feels weird to say that he's vanilla, you know, but he just does I don't think anybody's excited about Teddy. The Broncos released a statement that the Teddy Bridgewater jerseys are not even being sold 
in the team store because they weren't sure that he was, was going to be on the, the team. Make the roster. But he's going to make the roster, but they thought maybe he'd be traded once Drew Locke won the starting job. And they brought him in there to push Drew Locke to be a better quarterback. And for all purposes, Drew Locke has been a significantly better quarterback than he was last year. He hasn't had a single turnover in the freaking preseason. Um, his practice stuff, he's super low interception rate in practice. Completion percentage is way up when he was dead last in the league last year. So he's become a better quarterback. But, uh, yeah, the Broncos are projecting six weeks before you can get a Teddy Bridgewater jersey from the team store, which is hilarious. That wow. The dude might, if he doesn't come out, they play the Jets, or the Giants, the Jets, and the uh, if Jaguars the first three weeks. If he doesn't perform. If they're not 2-1 and one after the first three games, he might not even be the starter by the time jerseys get in the stores. He, if Vic Fangio, the head coach, might be fired if he has not won a How game. How long has Fangio been there? Fangio's been there two years. This will be his third season. He's never won a game in September as a head coach. They've started off 0-3 every year. If he doesn't start off 2-1, I think he's gone. I mean, you're playing. Zach Wilson. You guys have had the revolving door of coaches. Revolving door of quarterbacks. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater is the 10th starting quarterback since that's Peyton a, Manning. That, yeah, that's almost, that's almost fucking Cleveland style. It's worse. <laughs> it, it is a joke. And, um, dude, if, if they don't come out, they're playing Zach Wilson. Third game. His third game. It's Zach Wilson. It's the Jets. That better be a win. Exactly. And I know the Jets are like, it's the Broncos. It better be a win. They're playing Trevor his second game. Which I like a lot more than playing him his first game because you don't want the Herbert effect like the Chiefs last year. His first game, the second week they figured him out. He slowed down a little bit, and then he progressed and had a good season. But it wasn't like the first game of the season. And then you got Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is Teddy Bridgewater. Does that move the needle for anybody? Is anybody excited about that? All I'm thinking, as soon as that name gets said, my feet, I start tripping over my feet right now. Dude, and he's not been bad. He's not been bad, but it's like he makes some bonehead fucking decisions at times. Yeah, it is. It's just... Well, you know, and last year really hurt, of course, Saquon being hurt. He got hurt, what, week one or week two with the ACL? Yeah. That hurt. Because then you had a revolving, you know, Wayne Goldman all year. He's serviceable, but he's not the guy. Well, and it's, you know, it's just the Giants. They they have a revolving door of coaches. They've stuck with, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Broncos got rid of Drew Locke being the starter. The Jets traded. Obviously, you got a chance for the number two overall pick. You're going to take him. But you get rid of um, who the hell was there is in Carolina now. What's his name? Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Get rid of Darnold. He doesn't move the needle for anybody. All these guys are gone before freaking... Uh, it's that USC quarterback. Like no, but I'm just saying, he's still getting the chance. Yeah, he's, still, he's done nothing better than either of these two guys. And then you got what, PJ Walker from the XFL now down in, I want to say, Houston? Dude, Houston. We won't even... Fuck. Houston. That, that's a sh- shit show. That's if, a fire sale going on down there. They have no quarterback. Um, they don't have a running back. They, they have four running backs. If this Justin was 2012, Lindsay. then they have Philip Lindsay. Oh, yeah, Phillip if this Lindsay. was five years ago, they'd have an all-Madden freaking team. They have Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, um, 
Who's the guy they traded Hopkins for? David Johnson. David Johnson, man. Dude, he they, was so like so good for like a window. They have an well, that's most running backs. Yeah. You know, throughout But his was really small. It was like he had one, one real, season, two one seasons. really well, maybe one and a half seasons where he was free just the best running back in the league. And then kind of just faded off in the that Duke Johnson on that fucking team last year. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if this was five years ago, it'd be an all Madden type of team, but they their ownership is absolutely garbage. And you trade have, away Hopkins for for nothing. For, trade away Hopkins for an old guy. Trade trade uh, your left tackle to or no trade for uh, Tunsil. Yeah, they, two first rounders for Tunsil, which has done you nothing, and then uh, you know piss off your quarterback to where he doesn't even want to play because of a consultant. It's not the GM. It's not the owner. Well, it's the owner's well, friend. Is the religious consultant who's pissed him off. That's well, what started all of this. And then he started touching women, but that's you know the, he asked to be touched by women. That, yeah. Where I come from, that's called being a gentleman. You be asked. I think he even offered up some money. We don't condone any of that activity. But, it, I mean, all of that stuff, it's I think it's going to get dropped. Yeah, I think it's going to get dropped. The fact that the dude doesn't want to play football, and then sudden, all of a sudden 42 women are saying that he asked me to uh, Massage give him his a, penis for money. Yeah, give him a finishing job for some money. That's just good old-fashioned locker room talk, yeah. you know, in, <laughs> in the good old days. But, uh, dude, what a nightmare. And uh, I'm just ready, ready for regular football. It can't get here quick enough, man. Re- regular football, college football, I'm ready for it all. Yeah. Oh, have you been seeing any? I know this is off NFL. But well, we, we're talking all the sports. Special, the, the Handicap Olympics. The, the, bro, the, bro, I don't even want to go no, down this rabbit hole. <laughs> no, it's not even a rabbit hole. I've just seen it. And there, it's like soccer but all the all the players are like blind so you just see them rolling the ball and i was like what the fuck's going on and they got these weird masks so either you're blind or you're like partially blind or you just got really fucking terrible and they wear these like visors that you can't see through like the horse blinders yeah but it was yeah it was crazy i just i just thought about it just you now. thought okay so it's it was never intended to be a funny so i was like wait no, a second no, where are we going with this well, we're not going this is gonna get us canceled no i was like holy crap it was just crazy for right. me. i was like how do they hear hear the ball do they put a bell in it speaking of bells um did you see that sprinter remember when everybody right before the olympics was oh, throwing shit about the woman testing positive for weed dude when you lie about your qualifications on your resume she ran in an event after the olympics she finished a full second behind first well, place she was like flowing her hair i was like i'm gonna win this thing dead last dead. everybody lost their freaking mind Started a whole controversy over not being able to participate in the Olympics. She shouldn't have been there anyway. She was terrible. Because she was... She's faster than me. Hey, she's You're faster than her back in the day. Back in the day. Not no, she, she got... I think she got kicked out because she was smoking weed, too. So maybe she would have smoked weed before the fucking race. She would have won. Would have slowed her down. Yeah. It slowed down that, that nervousness. But yeah, she's fucking terrible. So glad that we all got all crazy over that. It's getting cooler, man. It We needed to get cooler. So we're going to move into fall. Fall is the best time of the year. My favorite time of the year. But we're coming back to overrated, underrated. 
and we did fantasy or we did our favorite sports movies not favorite sports movies we did sports movies if they're overrated underrated comedies comedies we did do just a bunch of different stuff so we're talking about fall i love fall you got football you got hot coffee in the late night you got hunting season coming around we're gonna do overrated underrated Pieces of fall. Piece, parts of fall. Things of fall. Things of fall. That's the best way to do it. So overrated, underrated. Things of fall. We just came up with it off the top of our head, and I really like it. So we're going to start with every basic white girl. It smells like it in my house. We have flavored coffee pods for the Keurig. Pumpkin spice. Things of fall. Overrated or underrated? Um over fucking rated overrated no way dude i okay what's your reason i just i like pumpkin but amanda and all of her girlfriends come over oh we gotta get pumpkin spice i'm like i just drink regular fucking coffee like a normal person god damn no way saddle up princess we're going to starbucks <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting some pumpkin spice i love Can pumpkin I spice pu- pumpkin spice yeah <laughs> i love pumpkin spice um Dude, it's so freaking good. God. I, I, but see, I drink the uh, peppermint mocha all year long. So like, you, you like the change of coffee? Yes, I like the change okay. of coffee. I, I can love respect that spice. Thing, but you don't, you, you're not waiting for fall. Just... I don't have pumpkin spice cologne. I, I might if they do, but uh, yeah, dude, I love pumpkin spice. It's a good smell. It reminds that fall is here. I don't know if it's underrated. But saddle up. We're going to fucking Starbucks and we'll get some pumpkin spice. We're going to right be now. delicious. We're, we're going to go right now. Leave the kids here. They'll parent themselves. We'll go get They're pumpkin. already are parenting yeah. themselves. But uh, then you got the second one. And this is one that involves children. Everybody, we're guilty of it. I do it every year with the kids. Um, it's something that you never want to buy any of the pieces of shit because it's always the worst ones there. Taking your children to the pumpkin patch and doing... Pumpkin patch fall pictures. Overrated, underrated. Uh, well, I like taking pictures. But I'll, I'll go underrated. It is a good time. But I'm... Shit, I'm right in the middle. Because... See, everybody would think... Seeing everybody else's children on Facebook, Instagram... You're just like, this is, everybody does the same yeah. fucking thing. But you know what? When we saddle up and we go to the damn pumpkin patch, I think I've said saddle up like five times and I never use that phrase. But uh, when we get out to the pumpkin patch, dude, it's just that time of year. It feels good. Hunting season is there. It's October. We've I, killed honkers that morning. I, I mean, I like it, but then sometimes when the kids see the pumpkins, they start acting. They want stupid pumpkins. Yeah, they want stupid shit. And it's like, always overpriced. We go to Walmart afterwards. We're like, oh, all these pumpkins suck. We're going to go to And Walmart. he always finds, like, the one that I have to go get my truck because it weighs 70 fucking pounds. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, I want this one, the biggest one. And I was like, it'll be dead in a fucking week. Yeah, you and know? you ask the guy, you're like, how much is it? And he's like, oh, only $3 a pound. You're like, oh, shit, all right, let's get two then. Yeah. Yeah, so pumpkin patch, it's underrated. You got the golden hour. Yeah. You know, everything looks good. The picture's out there. You got cornfields. You got the freaking sun going. Everything is crisp. Everywhere, everybody's wearing good stuff. I can get down I with, like it. I can get down with a little bit of family time. It's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. I do like it. We're going to do something that uh, everybody does at the pumpkin patch. And God damn it, Ryan and Avery went with Jessica through this fucking thing. And I got stuck with the youngest, Evelyn. 
and uh, we did the corn maze. Overrated, underrated on the corn maze. Now, regular corn maze during the daytime, overrated. But during like the Halloween time, we go to the haunted corn maze. I'm all about that shit. See, uh, I'm all about ducking off into the fucking corn maze and scaring the shit out of my wife and my son and all of our friends. See, I will be in so much trouble if I scare um, one of Jessica and my first dates was going to see the Halloween of 2018, something like that. And she, we slept with a fucking closet light on for a fucking <laughs> damn for a week. A, yeah, it, 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 she does not like scary movies, scary anything of any kind. Um, so we don't do the haunted. Um, <clears throat> and then going through the corn maze regular, the kids want to do it. It takes so goddamn long. And if you let them pick the directions, you're going to be going in circles. You're there all night. All freaking day long. Last year, I cut the freaking maze. I said, screw it. You we, went right oh, through yeah, it. We yeah. went through it. We were, I was done with it. They had already been in and out. The other group went through it flawlessly because, you know, they didn't let the crazy child. I, I let the, the one with ADHD lead the way. And with me with ADHD, it, it was you don't put them together. No. You know, so we didn't get anything done. So corn maze, overrated. Hate the son of a gun. Um, corn maze at night, haunted corn maze, underrated. Underrated. Um, that's going to bring us to another flavored thing. Oktoberfest beer. It's something that gets released every year. Um, you know, not all of them have pumpkin flavor no. to them, but it's just that Oktoberfest beer. A heavy, dark beer. Yeah, and I, I like that. I, that's <clears throat> To me, that's underrated. Underrated. Dude, I'm a fan of dark beer. I hate seltzers. I saw a pumpkin spice fucking seltzer the other day. Well. No thanks. You're going to be drinking it because apparently you're on a diet. <laughs> no, not you're, anymore. You're, We're off. We're off the wheels. You're you're off, you're off the wagon. Off the wagon. But uh, yeah, Oktoberfest beer, good stuff, man. Um, now we're gonna go to large brim hats on women. I don't know why they think this is a good idea. During fall, that's every, every teen, woman, pregnant mom in high school now. Or, yep. Or they got their that, pumpkin spice. They got their scarf. Their round hat and their their vest and their holy jeans and pocket. I've never found another man that's found that attractive. No. I don't know why they do it. Women dress for other women. Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's kind of like guys at the gym. Women only want guys to be a certain size, and they're like, too big is too big. Guys want to just keep some, getting fucking bigger and, and bigger. Yeah, some women, they're like, dad bod and beard, or... Buff. Buff, skinny six-pack, and they're like, I want the... Guy with a dad body is like, I know I want to be eating at night. Yeah. And see, guys want to work out. So it's like women get dressed for other women with all these stupid fucking get-ups. Guys have no interest in. And they all get together. They're like, oh, you know, pumpkin spice, it's time. So overrated as shit. Let's get our, get our witch boots on and our broomsticks. <laughs> That's right. About time they clean something. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're just striking nerve with somebody's wife. I'm glad she's not here. Um, leaves changing colors, overrated or underrated? Overrated. We live in Missouri, so we're in one of the better areas. Overrated? I don't give a shit, dude. I like it. I'm not gonna make a special drive, but driving down through Branson, all it's, the hills. I, I get it. It's pretty, but I'm like, it's a fucking. I'm colorblind and I like it, so that's <laughs> even more fucked up, babe. That is looks a beautiful purple. gray tree it's right there. Purple. <laughs> it, that's a beautiful purple leaf. Beautiful purple leaf. 
Um, that leads us to our last one, and we just put them up around the house after 4th of July, which seems early to me. That's way too early. But there's no August decorations around the house, so we had to bring out <laughs> fall. the fall decorations. Fall decorations. Overrated, underrated. The last overrated. one. Overrated. Amanda asked me every year to help put up decorations, and I said, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck what if we have a beautiful orange yellow reef on the door. It's the same with like Christmas. Amanda loves Christmas so much. I put I love Christmas lights on the house all year long because she loves Christmas. You live in a nice neighborhood. It's not like a trailer that you love Christmas lights on. No nope. redneck style. No, I don't. I don't care if there's any like you know changing of the season i wouldn't even give a shit if we put up a christmas tree all right kids we got the fourth of july lights huh good <laughs> yeah. thing hold on let me go plug them in yeah fall decorations suck luckily i don't have to put up any there's of it only two holidays that i like fourth of july and halloween see i enjoy blowing shit up and scaring the fuck out of people and slutty outfits that too and um yeah man the thing i hate about decorations the most is my duck call collection goes on my mantle Every time there's a new holiday, it's a new wine session about how my duck calls take up everything and we can't put anything cute on which mantle. is a jar of fucking pine cones on top of the mantle. So, yeah, that's a uh, I need to put the mulch up there and make it festive. It does look nice though. Yeah. See, I'm just making sure she's not in here. Okay, yeah, no nobody wants any grass in a freaking jar. Nobody. Yeah. Not no one ever. That is uh, overrated, underrated. The things of fall, mostly overrated. <laughs> Pumpkin sparks. Um, that's going to lead overrated. us into our last week, <laughs> our last one of the week. And uh, we're going to hit pause real quick because the boss lady just got home. So I finished this up in a good time. And uh, we'll let her know. And jump back on here in a second. All right. We made it. I survived. I didn't get killed. So that's always good to know. Um, oh, it's because so I'm, <laughs> I'm here. That's right. I didn't get beat for my take on fall overrated, underrated. So we will jump into the draft. Last week, we built an offense all time who we thought was going to be the winner and voted through it up on social media. Had you guys vote on it. And Strain took freaking... Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, I mean, Randy Moss. Nobody cares about Patrick Mahomes. He's not up there on the all-time great yet. But when you get the old-timers and you start talking about Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, I knew that my new takes were going to be good. Randy, Jerry Rice has some of the greatest stats of all time of any receiver, any football player ever. But if you don't think that Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson are the most talented receivers ever, you have lost your mind. Randy Moss is the most talented yeah. receiver of all time. And Calvin and, Johnson... And he, well, Randy Moss also has the greatest sound clip ever. He does. Straight cash, homie. Straight How do you cash. pay all them fines? But yeah, um, I took a bunch of guys who were the high... It's kind of like cornerbacks. You know, who's who's the highest skilled cornerback of all time? It's debatable. A lot of guys will say, you know, some older, older cats out there. Like, uh, there was one dude for the Steelers that was a stud. He played before I lived. I, I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I mean, greatest cornerbacks of all time. Let's let's do a list before we jump into the draft. Top three off the top of your head. Greatest cornerbacks of all time. Cornerbacks. Uh, Charles Woodson. Woodson's a beast. He played the second half of his career as a safety. Yeah, but he was a freaking lockdown. Well, yeah, I mean, he moved. 
mm-hmm. to still play. So he put himself in a better position to make teams and be a playmaker still at an old age. Uh, well, no. Nah. Yeah. It's off the top, but we we threw this out there with no preparation, so it's not um, your fault. I I always enjoyed Rondé Barber playing. Rondé Barber, but not he's all right. He's all right. He's good. Uh, uh, Daryl Re- Revis. That's who easily easily a top three. Um, dude, I'm gonna go. And we're just going like modern times, times that you know that I can freaking yeah remember. really remember, really saw playing because you can name anybody. Everybody's who's the greatest hitter of all time? Well, Babe Ruth, bitch. Not nobody alive saw Babe Ruth play, unless you're really old and well, you shouldn't be listening well, to this thing. He only played against. Vikings, right, right. We'll so, get in. Yeah. He was way better than everybody else in the league at the time. Same type of competition, um, but. Guys in modern times, the last 30 years that you can really... 25 years that you can really remember playing. Daryl Revis. Everybody says he has the greatest season of all time because he held all of these guys to... Held uh, Calvin Johnson to four catches. Des Bryant to something. It wasn't Des Bryant. Who was the Cowboys' big wide receiver before Des was there? That everybody was all... T.O. Held T.O. to a couple freaking receptions. old then. And well, T.O. was still good, but he's still good, but he's old. They everybody says Dale Revis was the uh, that was the best season. The year before that, Champ Bailey allowed five catches all season and had uh, eight yeah. picks. I was see, eight picks I and had, allowed five I had catches. A keep to leave. Keep to leave was a stud. And, and prime time. Yeah, Dion fine. freaking Sanders. Dion Sanders. He couldn't tackle to save his life. Nobody threw towards him. There was way afraid to get picked off. Champ Bailey allowed five catches, not against. Randy Moss, not against... He went up all against these guys. He, combined. Every game combined, he allowed five, five catches. catches and had like nine picks. More interceptions than catches allowed. That's the greatest season of all time. Champ Bailey, number two, Daryl Green was the other one yeah, from Darryl, the Steve. Yeah, He's a stud. I never saw him play. Um, but, dude, Champ Bailey is the greatest cornerback mm-hmm. of all time. Um, at least... There's so many different ways that cornerbacks play. At least locked down, you know, put on an island. Nobody throws their way. Type same type as Revis. Um, but we're gonna jump into the greatest all-time defense, and we're gonna build it. There's so many ways that you can go with defense. You can go nose tackle. You can go D ends. You can go D tackles. Outside linebackers. Three middle linebackers. Uh, you can go three safeties. Freaking three cornerbacks. There's no way. So we just kind of decided that we're gonna do. Two DNs, one D tackle, four or uh, two outside linebackers, two middle linebackers, two corners, and two safeties. Just a classic. Uh, what would that be? A five three? No, five two. Five two. Four. What something. F- what the fuck? Fourth. It'd be four three. Four three. Two D. No. F- ah, who knows? Whatever. We're just I, making it up on the fly. Yeah, I literally didn't draw this out. Next knows we just made a line. So. Last week with the greatest offense, Strain won, so he gets to go first. You get to pick your first defensive player, and I should probably have my list out for what the hell I want to go. Uh, outside linebacker. <sighs> LT. Fucker. So, Strain is going to have LT as his first outside back. God bless. That's tough. Mm. Then I'm going to go two. LT is probably 
my second all-time favorite player behind Von Miller. But Von Miller, you know, copied his game from LT. Mm-hmm. <sighs> greatest. I'm going to have to go with one of the greatest middle linebackers of all time, Ray Rice. Ray Rice, er, running back? Ray yes, he is the greatest. I mean, he has the best hit of all time, I mean, the most all, popular. Yeah. No, uh, Ray Lewis, same team. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to go cornerback, and I'm going to go champ. Champ? Yep. All right. So it's on me for two. On you for two picks. I'm going to go middle linebacker. Different era. But nasty, mean, violent. Dick Bookkiss? No, Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert. See, you're going to get the high scores with all these old guys. Uh, Second pick. Uh, defensive tackle, Reggie White. He was a DN, wasn't well, he? He played a little bit everywhere. I think he played defensive. Down- he played defensive end and defensive tackle. Okay, Reggie White. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good pick. I almost picked him first. Um, then I'm gonna go two, and I'm gonna go Bruce Smith, oh, who's the uh, second best defensive I, end. Yep, I had him. Bruce Smith, and then D tackle Warren Sapp. Is my D tackle, and I'm probably gonna lose the draft pick and Warren Sapp because everybody hit oh, him. Oh, I. He was I one of the. Him. He was one of the freaking best D tackles uh, ever to play. So. So do you want White as your D end or D tackle? I'll take him as a D tackle, if that's easy enough to pick, replace. Cut. So now you get two. Two D ends. Um. You get two of whatever. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna go. He was a freaking crazy. Non high motor guy, John Randall. John Randall, dude, he was a stud. That freaking crazy war paint. Yeah, yeah. Vikings back when they were uh, pretty solid on defense in the early mid nineties. And then you get another one. Uh, I'm gonna go Troy Polamalu. He's a strong safety, right? Yeah. Or is he a free safety? He could be a little bit of both. Yeah, but what the hell was he listed as? That is a freaking solid pickup, though. Troy Polamalu, the freaking hair, dude. Yep. Troy, he was... How is it not listed easier? That's the thing with football, dude. It has evolved so much. Here's a strong safety. I got two. Uh, and I... So that's your two. Um, then I'm going to go for my uh, strong safety. I'm going to go John Lynch. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Ooh. Hold on. I guess you could just go to whatever safeties you want. I'm going to go back-to-back safety picks. I'm going to go John Lynch. Ooh. And I know who your second one is. Uh, yeah, I have it pulled up right now. And no, I already knew. Ronnie Lott. Because that was going to be my next one. That's going to be my, uh, my old-timer. Bruce Smith is an old-timer, but he's not going to get the love that freaking LT is going to get. Mm-hmm. And Reggie White. Like, those are two of the greatest defensive players ever to play. Uh, I'm going to go cornerback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, Neon Dion. Dion Sanders. And I get another one. Yep. You still got a corner available, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, DN, and free safety. D- DN. Let's go... Uh, 
I'm going to have to go Michael Strahan. Ooh, that's a good one. He got his teeth fixed. Uh, yeah. I believe. The famous gap. Mm -hmm. And I, I still need a free safety, don't I? Mm-hmm. Um, so you went uh, Dion and Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan, not Strahan. Oh, I need another middle linebacker. Man. I'm going to start off with the corner, and I'm going to go Darrell Revis. We just talked about him. We wrote this list, and I got it so jacked up. Darrell Revis. And then middle linebacker. Uh, one has got the old famous name. They both played for the same team, but one was the one of the best athletes to ever play. He returned freaking punts. If we're building the best defense, it's not going to win me the draft, but it's going to win the game. It's between Buckus or Erlacher. That, that's a Buckus is going to get the votes, and he's got the best name ever. He should have been a poor Buckus. star. But, uh, I'm going Brian Erlacher. He's a better player. It's a different era. Brian Erlacher returned freaking punts. I'm going Erlacher. Okay. Erlacher, because I can't spell. But uh, so that leaves you with one middle linebacker, one outside linebacker, a free safety, and a cornerback. So you got a little bit more. Luke Kinkley at middle linebacker. Dude, he was so, so freaking good. His career is so short. Because he only played nine years, I think. Mm -hmm. He retired at like 31, 32. He's one of my favorite players. One of my favorite last names yeah. to mispronounce. And I need an outside linebacker. Outside linebacker, free safety in the corner. Um, uh, tough as nails, does the craziest workouts, James Harrison. James Harrison, dude. Just a mean streak. Stuck. James Harrison. So I need two outside linebackers, a D end, two outside line. Well, I gotta go Von Miller. He's up there all time mm -hmm. already on the stats, and he's still got time left. His height, like his peak, is one of the best peaks of all time. Um. We need a DN and another outside linebacker. Man, that's the thing with outside linebackers. It's tough to a lot of them out stay there. power. Well, and it's, uh, you know. We got guys. <clears throat> they have really good peaks. Like you have uh, what, Justin Houston was a stud. Put up well, a ton. Well, he, he put up, what, 20 sacks and then. 21. Was it 21 or 20? 20. I can't remember. But then he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, as soon as he got the money, he was, like, gone. This guy is another guy whose peak is the greatest of all time. He won three Defensive Player of the Year awards in a row. He had 20-something sacks like two years in a row. He's still playing. He's fallen off. He's on a new team. Uh, does he qualify as an outside linebacker or a D-end? Because they play a weird defense. I think he's listed as an outside linebacker. But I want to throw him in my D-end slot. Um... Because if you you line him up 
with Von Miller to the outside, that'd be the greatest side ever. And I got Von Miller on my team. And I know Warren Sapp's going to handle everything in the middle. I'm going to put J.J. Watt as a D end. He, I mean, he's a tweener. He can play both. Yeah. He, I think he plays the best with his hand on the ground. I think so, too. He plays that 4-3 where he's a you know, four yeah. up front. So I'm putting him as a D end in my defense. Um, so you got J.J. Watt. And then you got your last two picks. You need a free safety and another corner. Uh, free safety, Brian Dawkins. Ooh, that's nasty. Another one-year Broncos legend. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it when we took him. He is one of my favorite players and He's ever. a Stephen Gilmore at corner. Stephen Gilmore. You went too recent. Uh, he's decent. He's good enough. He's a good player. He's a good player. Should have picked uh, the dude that got punched by freaking um, Texans wide receiver. Oh. Who got pieced up by Andre Johnson. Yeah. Who was that? God, I can't remember. He played for the Titans. I just watched that fight the other day. Dude, he got pieced up by Andre Johnson. And then everybody acted like Andre Johnson was a bad guy. When that guy freaking hit him he had first. It. Yeah, he had it coming. He cheap-shotted him in the same play. And then Andre Johnson was like, okay, you want to fight? I'm going to freaking beat the shit out of you. Um... I got one outside linebacker. I gotta go with a uh, with an old timer to try to uh, try to get some more votes. And I mean, he's one of the greatest players. Chicago played a weird defense back in the day. Are you talking about Peanut Tillman? No, Pat Tillman was he was a cornerback. Yeah. Um, Singletary, man. Yeah. Mike. Singletary was yeah, he I, was I, he a second middle or was he an outsider? I think he was a middle guy because I think he called. He made all the calls. I think he made all the calls, but I think he was a middle linebacker. Man. Well, then I'm not going to throw him on the edge. Then I think I could. I think he could play with uh, having Von Miller and JJ Watt on one side. How in the hell did I forget this? The greatest outside linebacker of all time if he would have played a full career. You have the LT, who is thought to be the greatest. If he would have finished his career, not died of a tragic heart attack, blood clot, driving his car, had the greatest season, holds the record. Derek Thomas. Plays for your favorite team. Uh, I Von Miller's literal yeah, favorite player. He wears 58 because of, of Derek him. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. There you go. Now you're going to get some hometown. What in the... And now I'm out of pencil with Derek Thomas. Oh. Thanks. Plays... There you go. You got some lead. Pass rusher is my favorite position on the field. And he's the best to ever do it. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. The They're dudes, comparable. They're comparable. They're comparable, but Lawrence Taylor smoked crack before games. Yeah, that's PEDs. No. That's PED. Performance enhanced. He definitely was enhanced. And what, High on crack. He's the greatest actor football player. He us give a big LT welcome to Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I forgot about him being in that movie. Don't now, smoke, smoke crack. crack. Yeah, that's a great freaking line. So, let's just do a little rundown. So, here's your team. Up front, you got Reggie Reggie uh, White in the middle. See, the way we have him lined up is he's going to be a – he was an edge. He was a pass both. rusher. It's at both. I know, but you have no run stopper up the middle. 
But you do have Jack Lambert and Jane and, uh, and Luke, Luke Keekley. They're both tackling machines up the middle. So then you got uh, Reggie White, Michael Strahan, John Randall. Then you got uh, John Randall could do it all, buddy. James Harrison off the edge and uh, LT off the edge, which is pretty freaking deadly. Lambert Keekley up the middle. Troy Polamalu, Brian Dawkins with Sanders and Gilmore on the corner. And then I have uh, Warren Sapp in the middle, J.J. Watt, Bruce Smith, D.N.s, Vaughn Miller, Derek Thomas coming off the edge. That might be one of the most dangerous combinations of all time. Well, um, for both squads, if, they, if those are two separate teams, those are – That's a – That's nightmare. That's an edge. That is a nightmare. Erlacher and Ray Lewis up the middle – those are tackling machines. Champ Bailey and Daryl Revis shutting down the corners. You have the two greatest shutdown cornerbacks, maybe ever. John Lynch and Ronnie Lott, two of the biggest hitters Hitters. of all time. You're going to have a problem with that free safety, not having that middle of the field center fielder because Ronnie Lott was a a big hitter. Yeah, you like to play in the box. And John Lynch was a... a, He had so many... Personal foul, freaking fines, and all that crazy crap. That uh, I'm gonna be missing that center fielder type safety, you know, the safety yeah. valve that's gonna keep and that deep you know, ball. I thought about Ed Reed too, but Ed I, Reed. I thought about him, but there's one play, and I cannot remember who the Eagles were playing, but Brian Dawkins just runs and just jumps in the air like 10 feet yeah. away and grabs the dude and throws it. Brian Dawkins' wingspan. That was my favorite playing, you know, and it works so perfect, him playing with Philly. And obviously I love him playing for Denver, but him playing for Philly and just, you know, a lot of guys don't take their arms out in the cross formation when they're diving through the yeah. Dude, he put his arms all the way out beside him and just freaking destroyed freaking people. Troy Polamalu, how many times did he... Get over the center and the complete offensive line right at the snap and sack a quarterback or grab a running back. Palomalu is one of the greatest hybrid players. He he excelled back in the day when people ran more standard defenses. Mm. And when I say back in the day, I don't mean the 80s. I don't mean the 70s. I'm talking back in the day, 2000s, before modern football. Because let's face it, dime and nickel is becoming base formations. Yeah. Uh, there is no four fours anymore. There is no, you know, people are running heavy, heavy cornerback safety packages. Middle linebackers are essentially strong safeties back in the day. Troy Polumalu and that hybrid, he'd play middle linebacker today, and he would be all over the field. He'd be doing whatever he wanted. He had some of the greatest closing speed I've ever seen on, on his players. timing, dude. Yeah, the timing. His off the snap timing. He moves before the ball's even freaking hiked, and it's just that there's no tell from the center. He's just going. He's guessing. There was one that uh, he jumped over the center, and it was a it was a pi or it was an offsides. I can't remember what the hell, but I mean he just destroyed the quarterback because he guessed. He jumped and <laughs> yeah. just tackled him. But dude, Paul Malu is a beast, and uh, you know obviously he's a head and shoulders fanboy. Spokesperson isn't Mahomes the new head and shoulders guy? And him, him and uh, uh, Pat are, and then uh, Ronnie Lott fucking cuts off. You know, has his finger amputated to keep playing. Yes, that's the, breaks of, his finger and then is just like fuck it, cut it off, cut it off, and put let two, me keep going in. Yeah, 
That's going to be my old-timer, get some get some points guy. Jack Lambert for me, freaking, I think of... LT say, is going to win you. Single-handedly, LT is going to oh, win everybody you the draft. Likes, if you don't know who LT is, look up LT highlights on YouTube, and the guy was a fucking madman, but... My favorite, one of my favorite Jack Lambert moments is against Cowboys, and the kicker starts celebrating, and Lambert fucking throws him to the fucking ground. Dude, old school football was just so much different. It was savage. Dude, people were, like, I remember watching highlights back in the day of running backs. You were down back in the 60s and 50s until you quit. You could be tackled and get back up and keep going. Like, you weren't down until you were done. It was kind of like a, a fight, you know. You weren't KO'd until you were KO'd. But, uh... This is a good, good, this dude, a good those battle are, this week. Those are two good defenses. Go vote, guys. That please. one's fun. We're going to post the list up. I don't know. We've been getting more uh, love on Instagram for these vote things, but it makes the voting higher. We might just do one and two versus the emojis. I don't know. Go vote. It's football. It's fun. Football is back. Um, fall is coming around. Dub season starts next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Is that the first? Sure. Whatever. Um, Wednesday. Teal season is... eleven. Sh- yeah, the 11th. So shortly after. It's going to be too damn hot for me to want to do any of it. But uh, honkers, man. We're getting out. Scouting honkers. Yeah. So that'll wrap it up. We're going to post it on there. Leave some feedback. Comment on these things. Think of some lists for us to do. Yeah. Overrated, underrated. Send us some ideas because we're trying to come up with this stuff off the top of our head. We're a bunch of high school graduates. We're not that smart. (laughs) Right. But, uh, yeah, subscribe, like this thing, share it, tell your friends. Um, Until next time, you have anything you want to tell them? Uh, Go follow me on uh, Instagram at strainwaterfowl. Strain Waterfowl. There's an underscore in there, isn't there? I think so. I don't fucking know. Um, If you want to get yourself a paperweight of a duck call, unstable calls, or go purchase one of the great call makers that we've had on here. Go grab one of their calls. Help support them. Keep them in business. And, uh, yeah, until next time. You guys have a good one. Later, guys.